Many years ago, I was a bachar learning Yeshiva Sprisk in Yerushalayim. It was during the summertime, and I got a phone call, very interesting phone call. A lady from Cutler's Cottages in South Fallsburg, in the mountains. She calls me up and she says that she has a, a father staying by her in the summertime in Cutler's Cottages, and for many years he was a magachir in Yeshiva. Now he's older, he's in his high 70s, about 80, and he feels a little bit down. He has nothing now, he doesn't have Talmidim anymore, and he's there in the colony. Is there anything I can do to help him? Now you may be wondering why right, there's no cell phones, I'm staying in Adira in Eretz Yisrael, and there's no dormitory there in Brisk, and she tracked me down. You may wonder why is she calling me in Eretz Yisrael from South Fallsburg. The answer is because my grandmother, Rebetzin Borak, um, owned Cutler's Bungalow Colony in a three-way partnership together with her sister, Mrs. Lipschitz, and together with her brother, Rebetzin Chassinemet. So she figured, since I'm a grandson of one of the owners, so maybe I can figure something out to do, because it's my grandmother. So I said, you know, I'm not really sure what I could do. I said, but you know something? Let me see if I could do something. Give me, give, me a little bit of, give me a little bit of time. I took down her number, and I called, right, no cell phones, I called a bungalow county, somebody that I knew there, in one of the bungalows, there was a, a friend of mine, a bacher, and I called him up, and I explained to him the situation, and I said, are there, it was Ben Azmanim time, I said, are there bachem around in the colony? So he said, yes, there's a lot of bachem. I said, so maybe we could put, the, put together some kind of chaburah, that this person, this former Magidshir, this Chashem Talmud Chacham, can maybe say a shir, a chabura, give him some type of chiyas, covet, something. So he said, yeah, okay, you know, I think maybe it could work. I said, we have, before we ask this person to do it, we have to make sure that there's a, an item that's going to come. You know, don't tell everybody why we're doing it, but just like, you know, go around and see, feel out the item if they would come. So he went around, and he felt them out. People were interested, and he arranged it, and they did it. Once or twice a week, over a, over a few weeks, uh, like a three-week period, and it was, it was a tremendous success. What's the point of this story? The point of the story is th- those that heard in in the last chair I spoke about about Chayniyah Magal that Chayniyah Magal asked Hashem to take away his life because he said, and the Gemara explains, and Rashi says, means to say, either I have a friend that gives me the respect, the covet that I'm used to having, or if I don't have friends giving me the respect that I'm used to having, I would rather have death. Now, this is something that we have to internalize this message, especially we're living in a time where, Baruch Hashem, the lifespans are getting longer. And there are people that for many years were very successful Rabbeim. And then it come, they come a certain age, and they, they, they retire. They're not Rabbeim anymore. They're used to saying Shiurim, and all of a sudden they have nothing. And we have to realize, we have to remember, it's our duty to go ahead and still to, to be these chaverim, to give them the cover, the respect, the attention that they're used to getting. Because if they don't get that cover, that respect, that attention that, that they're used to getting, that's mamish together, oy chavrusa, oy misusa. It's mamish a time of death. This is something very, very crucial, very important. In fact, we find many, 
used to go ahead and used to visit the Almonis of big Rabbonim and Rosh Hashivas on Yom Tif time. Because he used to say, he used to come Yom Tif, their house was the house of attraction. Everybody came to visit the Rav, Mikhail Pnei Rabbi Beregel, everyone came to visit the Rosh Hashiva, and all of a sudden she has an empty house. He bedavka went on those times when she's used to having people come, that's when he went to visit. I know one of the premier Big, very big flourishing yeshivas in the United States now that the, it's a, it made a tremendous impression on me that they give the fahers and that yeshiva it's given in the house what used to be the founding Rosh Hashiva his almona in her house downstairs that's where they, they give the fahers this way that she's upstairs in the kitchen and she sees everyone's coming in to get fahers in the yeshiva giving her a time that she's not out of things she's still part of things this is very crucial this is grandparents great grandparents I once saw there's once a, an article written, a letter written from one of these grandparents and says, we come to the Hanukkah parties and they want to get a check from us, but then we're not part of it. They leave us out. They don't give us the attention that we're not part of, we're not in the clique of the family. We're like the old fogies on the side. This is very crucial, very important. We have to make these people, the older, the elderly people, we have to give them a time of life and show them that they're still part of things. And in that course, Midah Kenegin Midah, Hashem will always make that we should always feel part of things.